What is going on, online fitness coaches? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches, and I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month before I became a mentor for others. In the last three years, I've helped over 200 online coaches hit $10,000 a month in their online coaching business. Now let's get into today's episode. What's going on, squad? Welcome to the Change Lives Academy podcast. It's your host, Brian Mark, and I'm here with Kirsten today. We're together, and we haven't done a podcast together since probably one of our trips. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And I was talking to my girls in the Big Booty Boss Academy the other day, and I'm like, Brian and I sat down, and we created this list of commandments for a relationship. It's documents. It is like very fucking personal stuff that we're about to share with you guys. So if you're listening to this right now, I highly suggest that you grab a pen and paper, because we're going to give you guys the rules around our relationship, the commandments. And what's the difference between commandments and rules? The commandments are like... If you don't follow it, you'll get smitten. And smitten is like you're going to kill me? Or what? <laughs> no, no. Like smitten from above. I don't know what smitten is. It Does means, anybody else know what yeah, smitten is? You get destroyed. That's a commandment. Smitten is... Thou shalt not or you'll get smitten. Smitten from above? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You obey the commandments or else you get smitten from above. Yes. So shall I read number one? Read number okay. One. So these are Brian's and Curse commandments and... Our relationship lately has been a 12 out of 10, unless that's just how I feel. And I feel the same way. Yeah, we've been so good lately. Brian has stress fractures, so I've kind of just been like taking care of him. We've been like laughing lots, joking lots, and that's why we kind of wanted to hop on here and share this with you guys. Yeah. All right. So number one, make the choice to always consider the feelings of your partner. So can you, do you want to like dive into that one a little bit? So first of all, let's get into like context. The reason we're doing couples counseling is because... Kirsten and I were in like a honeymoon phase for like two years and we almost like had like no issues for it. It was like so good. Everything mm -hmm. was fucking sunshine and rainbows. And then when you like get past the honeymoon phase and you actually start getting into real shit, it's like, that's when like, you know, you have to fucking work through your shit. Mm -hmm. So we made the decision that we were going to work on our shit. So like one of the things is like one of us goes away. We're, we've both done this yes. to each other. Yes. Where like we'll go away and we'll like not tell the other partner like we're going out or we'll like we won't text the other partner back. And so that like triggered negative emotions in both of us. So yes. we made a commandment that was like, when we're making decisions, we need to consider the feelings of our partner before we make a decision. Instead of just thinking of ourselves, because it's really easy, you guys, like, especially when you're not in your partner's like vicinity to just think about yourself versus your partner. And like, we were talking, but we weren't getting anywhere. And so we're like, we need someone to moderate this conversation. And I think the really cool thing about us going to counseling, it's never like, I'm right, Brian's wrong. Brian's wrong, I'm right. It's like, there's parts of me that are saying some right things. Brian's saying some right things. And there's some work that we have to do together. So I went to Justin Bieber and I went out afterwards and I didn't fucking message him. And it was, it was not, it was nothing that I did intentionally. And the whole entire time I thought about him, I was like, me and Brian could be on stage like Justin Bieber with a crowd of people. Like, it wasn't like I wasn't thinking of him, but I didn't think of him in the way that he would have respected and appreciated me sending him a message. So this is one of the, that's the first commandment. Yep. Make the choice to always consider the feelings of your partner. Commandment number two, I come to you to celebrate and you're the loudest to cheer. Why is this important? Oh, that's a good one. So yeah. that one is like, sometimes you just get caught up in your own shit. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're with a partner, like your partner should be the one that's cheering you on the loudest, mm -hmm. you know? And so for me and Kirst, it's like, we made a commitment that, like sometimes something happens with Kirsten in her business and her partner is the first to know about it in her business. Yeah. But I'm the first one to hear about it outside of that. So it's yeah. like, I come to you first and because I'm coming to you first, you're the loudest to celebrate. Yes, exactly. So exactly what he said. And I think I've talked about this a lot inside of my group coaching program, but I'm like, 
if your partner isn't your number one fan, then what the fuck are you doing? Like they should be cheering you on. Like Brian, like quite literally is my number one fan yeah. and vice versa. Like if he does something exciting, I will tell him over and over again, how excited I am, how proud I am of him. And he's the same way with me. So it's like, I think cheering on your partner and supporting your partner, especially in things that mean a lot to them means mm. the world, especially that. to them. Yeah, I love that. Number three is I acknowledge my partner when they walk in the room. Ever walked in a room and it's been like, you come in and you feel like you look all fucking fantastic and your partner's like on their phone and you're like, fuck bro. <laughs> We've done that to each other. Look at me. We've done that to each other. Lots. So I, I acknowledge my partner when they walk in the room. It's just like, if my partner like walks in, just be like, hey, how's it going? Instead of just like being attached. And it's even if like you're busy working, just like acknowledging them, be like, I see you. And then going, you know. Exactly. And like, it doesn't, this doesn't mean you guys that you have to stop, drop and focus on your partner for the next three hours. This just means when your partner walks in the room, despite what you're doing, you're like, Hey babe, even if you're on the phone, Hey babe, love you. Like just on the phone. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's such a small thing that goes it such a, a big difference though. Huge difference. Cause it's like, if you walk in the house and you're excited to see your partner and they don't even like acknowledge your existence, it's like, you've, it's like a underlying feeling of like, I don't matter. Exactly. And yeah. I think that like, if one of your core beliefs was like, I don't matter. And that, and then you walk into a room and your partner doesn't like see you or appreciate you even for just like a split second that starts to reaffirm to you that like, I don't matter. I don't matter. I don't matter. So your partner should be the one that shows you like you do matter. And every time you walk into the room, I'm excited to see you. Yeah. I love that. Cool. Four, I am always available for my partner. And if I'm not, they know about it. So this was me. So when I went out in Calgary, this was like, I think it was like a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. I went out and me and Cole got absolutely dingled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And my phone died and I didn't text Kirsten until the next day. And so that- And I was like having a panic attack. Like I messaged his auntie. I was like, is Brian fucking okay? Because I know Brian when he drinks, like, please, for the love of God. Yeah. Tell me that my boyfriend at the time is okay. So for me, it's like, if I'm always available for my partner. And if I'm not, I'm going to let them know. So that's just like, if for whatever reason I'm unreachable or I'm going to be unreachable, just like letting my partner know so that they don't freak the fuck out. I know the commandment, like what we did is we took the actual 10 commandments that were worded kind of funny and didn't really like align with mine and Brian's relationship. And we changed them. And the first one of these was I'm always available. Thou is always available to thy partner or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, you guys, there's going to be times where like, you don't want to look at your fucking phone every hour. But if you're planning on putting your phone away for eight to 12 hours and just disconnecting, you better fucking tell your partner because mm. they're going to worry, right? So like, if you're going out, hey, babe, going out, leaving my phone at home, love you. And I'll message you when I'm back. Mm. So if you're not available, your partner knows if you're available, your partner knows, mm. right? Yeah, I love that. And I think it's like, people feel so bad and guilty about like anxieties in relationships or like jealousy. And I feel like those feelings are normal. And that's why you have to communicate and work with your partner to figure out the rules that align with your relationship. I think that there's like a big stigma around like, oh, like if you feel like any sort of insecurity or jealousy, it's because you're an insecure and jealous person. And you're with the wrong person. And you need to work on that. And Mm -hmm. I honestly think that's bullshit. I do too. I think that there's if two people are in a partnership, it's like two human beings with like real emotions. And so part of those real emotions are going to be like, I love you so much. And like, you're mm-hmm. my favorite. And part of those real emotions are going to be like jealousy sometimes or mm-hmm. envy or anxiety or et cetera. I personally think that like, that's a normal part of the experience. Mm-hmm. I think it's about what you do with those emotions afterwards that determines the quality of your relationship. Because it's like, if I'm jealous and because I'm jealous, I see that and I don't communicate that. And I'm like, I'm fucking jealous. So now I'm going to do something that's going to make you jealous. Yes. That's like toxic. Yeah. But it's like, if I'm jealous or like, I'm anxious about something and I can communicate that. Verbalize to you, it. 
And then you see me and you like validate my feelings and you let me know that like, I'm okay. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, I think that that's like a healthy, normal relationship. And so, yeah, I think it's part of, it's normal to feel like jealous or anxiety or fear Mm -hmm. or, you know what I mean? It's like, that's part of a relationship because it's two human beings and two human beings can't always be always happy hundred percent of the time at all times. It's just not possible. And like, you can feel those things without acting on those things. Like I can be jealous and not act like a crazy fucking bitch to Brian and just say, Hey, like I'm feeling a little bit of jealousy. And something Janine said that we both were like, oh, that was fucking good was when you come into a relationship, you come with baggage. You come with baggage from your past partnerships and you come from baggage from your childhood. And despite whether your childhood was a 12 out of 10 and it was amazing, you're still going to have some trauma. And trauma is like a very big word that people use as like extreme, but trauma doesn't have to be extreme. So when you step into a relationship, you're also bringing that stuff. So there's always going to be things that you guys have to work through. Mm -hmm. End of story. Preach. Preach it, sister. Okay. Five, I always have my partner's back and protect the integrity of my partner. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram, at the real Brian Mark, and DM me the words, more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram, at the real Brian Mark, and DM me the words more clients and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. So this is interesting. So yes. always have my partner's back and I'll protect the integrity of my partner is like, let's say that we're out at a bar, mm-hmm. right? And somebody like makes a pass at cursed. It's like protect the integrity and partner and I'll have my partner's back means that like, you know, I'm going to make my presence known, but also protecting the integrity of my partner is not punching this person in the face. You know what I mean? So it's like (laughs) protecting the integrity of my partner. is like, I'll always have my partner's back. Another example, let's say that we're at a restaurant and I'll always have my partner's back. Let's say I'm getting into like, you know, the server, you know, pisses me off or whatever. And then I verbalize that to the server. And I'm like, this is like, not okay, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Kirsten's like, I'll always have your back, but also I'll protect the integrity of my partner. And if you're being an asshole, I'm going to call you out on that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like I'm going to have my partner's back, but I'm going to have their best interests back. And that's why we reworded this one because it seemed like what I said is I'm like, okay, well, and two, like this would be you guys having my partner's back would be like, if the server got really mad at him, I wouldn't scream at him in front of the server being, what the fuck are you doing? Like, shut up. When the server left, I'd be like, babe, I love you so much, but I think that you used a tone with that server that like was unnecessary. So I'm not like embarrassing him Mm. in front of somebody because like, I care about my partner. I don't want to humiliate him, but I'm also not allowing him to do something that doesn't feel good for me. And that I know probably doesn't feel good for him because he's acting out of emotion. And that's protecting the integrity of my partner. So like, I'll always have your back means that like, like we're in public and like you dispute with somebody, like I'm not going to publicly like argue with you. You know what I mean? But also, like, I'm going to protect the integrity of you and meaning that, like, I will, like, if you're doing something that is out of integrity with who you are, I'm going to communicate that to you. Dude, 100%. And I think this is the same sort of concept for, like, if you're in public with somebody and, like, a girl's underwear is showing and in front of a crowd of 100 people, you're like, yo, your fucking underwear showing. And that's just humiliating, right? Like, she probably would have rather not known. But if you just go up to her and you're like, hey, you look fucking fantastic, but, like, your underwear showing, it's just, like, protecting the person. Like, you don't want to humiliate someone and make yeah. someone feel shame or embarrassed. Yeah. Six, we find a solution when it's uncomfortable and never let our egos get in the way. 
another way you could say that is we never go to bed angry. Exactly. Because it's never worth it. Yeah. Festers. Like, it's like, you know, when you're pissed off at your fucking significant other and you're like, oh, yes. I, I hate you. Yes. You it's also, you want to punch, punch them, them right in the in face head. and just kick them in their broken foot. We find a solution when it's uncomfortable means that like, we sideline those feelings and we're like, I love you. Yes. And we'll do that. I love you. It's so funny because in lots of our arguments, this is how it goes. I love you so much, but you're really fucking pissing me off. I love you till the day. I love you till the day I die, but like you need to stop. So even if you have to go to bed and you're like, I need like my space to be able to like breathe and work through this. Like, okay. Despite what you're arguing about, you fucking love your partner. So you should be able to say it despite the circumstance. So like you're fucking angry at your partner, but you should still be able to look at them and be like, I love you, but I need some space. Mm -hmm. Cool. I love that. You feel good with that? Yep. Cool. So seven, I will express gratitude for my partner and love up on them every (laughs) single, that's a word that we use, love up on them every single day. That's like, I think that sometimes we can get conditioned to being in a relationship in the sense of like, we don't acknowledge our partner for the things that they're doing on a day-to-day basis. Yes. You feel me? Yes. So I'm like, like as an example, like my wife might, you know, clean the house and, and cook every day, but because I'm used to it, I don't say thank you. And so like expressing gratitude is noticing and thanking and appreciating them for like just being who they are and also loving up on their partners. Just like, just like showing them like love and affection and just not yet. Yeah, I think that that says enough in itself. And I don't think that ever gets old. Like I don't think expressing gratitude ever gets old. Like I think every time Brian shows me that he appreciates what I'm doing, it makes me want to do it more. So we think like, oh, it's been three years. Like I don't need to say thank you anymore. It's like, no, you fucking do. Mm-hmm. It still feels good. And like, if you're grateful for something that your partner does for you, then like, why think that in your head without saying it out loud to them? Yeah. So And you're, we're both really good for that. Like if Brian does something for me, I'm going to express how grateful I am for him and vice versa. So I think it's really important to just show your partner love every single day. And it's like a lot of, we were talking to Janine yesterday and it was like, we're talking about how we've been together for three years now and I'm still just as attracted to you as I was when I first met you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people lose that over the course of their relationship but I think it's something that being able to keep. And I think small things like this, because like to me, like, yeah, attractive, you being attractive is like, I like the way that he looks, but it also comes from like the way his mannerisms and the way that he treats me. Mm, I love that. Yes. Eight. And this is our last one. I commit to always learning and understanding more about my partner every single day. I think that lines up with like a fundamental principle that I have with relationships in general, which I think is that I commit to working on myself you commit to working on yourself and we commit to working on the relationship forever. Cause I think that like in relationships, what ends up happening is like one person will grow and one person won't. So then they'll grow apart or like one person will grow. The other person will grow, but they don't work on growing together. So they grow apart. And so like, for me, I've always wanted a relationship where like I grow, you grow and we grow together. And so that like, it just like, that is like a fundamental, like core belief of mine. And that is what we've done together. Yeah. Like Brian's like leveled up. I've leveled up. And like the reason we were able to buy like our dream home, the reason why our businesses are taking off is because we grew as a team and we just supported each other. So, and it's like, it's really unfortunate when you see people in relationships where one of the partners is just like changing their life and the other partner's almost angry at that partner for bettering themselves. And I just like, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. If you're doing something for yourself and you're doing well, again, that goes back to your partner should be the one celebrating with you. Yeah. So these, like you guys, like, I feel like we're going to get these frames and put them up 
on our wall because this right now they're a notepad it's a no scratchy notepad but we're fucking do it and my writing is fucking horrendous (laughs) like it was hard to read some of these but i think these are like perfect for our relationship let's summarize them okay Okay, so guys, if you didn't write these down or you tuned in late, these are the eight commandments of mine and Brian's relationship. Obviously, the ones that resonate with us might not resonate with you and your partner, so make them your own. Number one, make the choice to always consider the feelings of your partner. Before you make decisions. When you're like thinking about what decision you're going to make, just consider the feelings of your partner. 100 fucking percent. Two, I come to you to celebrate and you're the loudest to cheer. You should be the loudest to cheer for your fucking partner. And it's like, it's so funny. One of the things I was thinking about this the other, I think I told you about this, but I was like thinking about how I wanted something from you. And so because I wanted something from you, I started giving it to you more and then I got it back. So I think in relationships, like we're always like looking to our partner and being like, why don't you cheer me on? But like ask yourself the question, like, are you cheering your partner on? Yes. Are you cheering your partner on? So I come to you to celebrate and you're the loudest to cheer. And like, I'll like jump around the room with Brian when something exciting happens. I think it's also important like to feel your partner's excitement. Like not just like, don't fake it. Like when we're jumping around the room and I'm like, woo, like I actually get into it. I'm like, oh, this is my (laughs) celebration too. Let's fucking go. Three, I acknowledge my partner when they walk into the room, aka tell me I'm pretty every day when I walk into the room. And it's just a small, it's a small detail that makes a big difference. Small detail that makes a big difference. If you just like, if that was one thing that you focused on in your relationship for the next month and you became consistent with it every day, I guarantee your relationship would see improvement. Yeah. Guaranteed. Four, I'm always available for my partner. And if I'm not available, they fucking know about it. Yeah. So if you're like, not just if you're going away, but like if you're for whatever reason, you, you know, you're not going to be around your phone. You're just communicating with your partner. You're letting them know that like, yo, I'm not going to be reachable for, you know, the night or whatever. Just letting them know what you're doing, what your plans are, et cetera. Communification. Five, I always have my partner's back and will protect the integrity of my partner. Always have your partner's back in public but also be willing to like call them out if they're acting out of alignment. Like, you know how I talk about how you have to have real conversations with yourself. You also have to be able to have real conversations with your partner. One thing we're learning in therapy though, is that there's a time and a place. So if your partner's having the worst fucking day ever, like the worst day he comes in and he's like, fucking life sucks. I have a broken foot, this and this and this. And you're like, I think your attitude is pretty shitty. He's going to blow him. He's going to be so angry. So you guys, like when you're in a relationship, you have to be aware of how the person's feeling. Let it simmer if it needs to be a day, if it needs to be two days, and then say, hey, over the last few days, I feel like your attitude's kind of been off. Is that something you want to talk about? Boom. Instead of like, holy fuck, you're a grumpy piece of shit. And they're like, I fucking know. And then they're hitting you with their crutches, right, babe? That's never happened. That's never happened. Okay. Okay. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Okay. Six, we find a solution when it's uncomfortable and we never let our egos get in the way. And the easy way of saying that is we never go to bed angry, even if we're super upset about it. Yeah. And just like, even if we're like, like we sideline those emotions and we like find common ground before we go to bed. And I think too, like when we say our egos, you guys, like your ego is that part of you that when you're in a fight, all you really care about is being right. Mm -hmm. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. So you need to like put your ego aside and a really good way to think about this and something someone told me, and I think it was actually our therapist. She said that her best friend, One reason why he's her best friend is because when she calls him with a problem, he says, okay, so what was your part? Mm. Because we're so quick to blame the other person and we're looking for evidence to support that we are right. And so if you can look at the situation as in what part did you play? Because you fucking did. We all did. Even when you're like, this person's being a total dickbag, there's something that you did as well. So being able to look at your part and put your ego aside and not focus on being right, focus on finding a solution. Love it. 
Okay. Seven, I will express gratitude for my partner and love up on them every single day. Pretty self-explanatory. Be grateful. Be grateful. Love up on them. Eight, I commit to always learning and understanding more about my partner daily. I grow and I push myself to be better every single day. You grow, you push yourself to be better every single day. And we work on the relationship as well every single day together. And I think like trying to understand where you come from as well is really important. Like learning yeah. more about you and yeah. just being very invested in like, when I ask you how your day is not like, how's your day? And I'm looking at my phone. It's like, how was yeah. your day? And I'm actually interested to hear about how your day went. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. I'm really happy that we shared these and I hope that you guys got some value from these. So I know somebody said that we should do a weekly podcast together. Kmark Fit Podcast. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I love you. I love you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. All right, guys. That brings us to the end of today's episode. 